Welcome everyone, it's Saturday, February 27, and this is episode 108 of the Omnic Weekly. I'm saying 108 now because that sounds more professional than 108. Come on, I'm not a 16 or 12 year old kid. 108, it's military style. Anyways, I'm D, and I'm joined by none other than someone that was raising her hand on Zencaster for some reason. I don't know why, but anyways, Hannah! We have a new tool and they have this thing where you can raise your hand and the only thing that Hannah has been doing since we were under this tool is just raising her hand the whole time. It's because it comes Hannah. up with a huge pop-up that says Hannah has something to say. Yeah, and I have it on my left. Use that. I have it on my <laughs> left and I can see I can see my screen moving. Like it almost I don't drink alcohol, but it, it, I think that is the sensation of being drunk, right? Seeing stuff move that shouldn't be moving. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not alone. There's someone else in here. What? Pick what me. is this? Pick oh, me. What? Pick me. <laughs> it's Lance Pass. Lance Pass. Hey, LP. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, very cool tool that we have on this funky little podcast app. When I say funky, I mean like it's pretty groovy, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they actually added video chat, but if you don't use your camera, they added this gradient that seems to go to all the colors. It's all like, of the colors. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's all over the place, but it's nice. It's a nice upgrade. But anyways, I don't think our listeners are really too bothered about any tool we're using. Hannah, how are you doing? I kind of skipped asking how you're doing. It was just kind of, why are you raising okay. your hand, Hannah? I'm okay. Keeping it chill. Very Keeping excited chill. for Pokemon's future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Today is the tw- 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. And they, they announced a new game that will be coming in 2022. That's they announced, yeah, they announced two new games um, and gave us more details on one that's coming out in April. So, yeah, there's a remaster too, right? Yes. So, yeah. you've got something called New Pokemon Snap, which is a sequel to a Nintendo 64 game, which was amazing. Um, you basically go around, it's kind of like an on-the-rail shooter, but instead of shooting, you're taking pictures. Um, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's actually really good. Um, there's like massive puzzle elements to it. So you have certain items that you can use to kind of like get the Pokemon into more interesting positions for your photos. Okay, okay. This is starting to sound really weird. What, it's what, really, what can, really good. <laughs> what do you use? What do you use to get Pokemon into different positions like um food uh music um you can i can't remember if you could like it was like a, an agitating like smoke bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i was right it was getting weird yeah. anyways <laughs> no, i read about it and uh, mm. i'm not that much of a pokemon player except for pokemon go myself but yeah. i do i do tend to read up on all that stuff but yeah, I think when it comes to our game that we usually discuss, there has been a lot of news lately. We haven't talked to the, the lovely people that are listening to this podcast for two weeks now. And in between those two weeks, we had BlizzCon this weekend. And uh, the three of us were watching the whole opening ceremony on the stream. And uh, LP and myself kind of watched the whole thing, actually, till, mm-hmm. what, three in the morning for me. 
um, and watch the 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 uh, the behind the scenes panel, which like. It, Let's just start with the whole opening ceremony. By the end of that ceremony, the three of us were just like, what? We uh, were we... so done. We were like ready to just end Flip our the careers table. there and then. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these, they're not very no, EU-friendly times, but at the same time, like, you know, you, you know you're a real fan when you stay up very late for a BlizzCon announcement. It was oh, yeah, that yeah. late, to be fair. Well, like the, the opening uh, ceremony was not that late, but I think we... we no, we, uh, like by the time I went to bed, it was like 1am and stuff was yeah. still happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we kind of sticked it out till the bitter end almost. There was one, one more panel and it was the... um, oh, I don't remember what it was. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It was too late. But uh, it, it was a different experience though. So we're going to come back to that opening ceremony, but it is a pretty weird way to get all that information that we get used to getting in different ways and lengthier ways and less of a video production way. But hey, LP, the thing you said that you wanted to kind of take away from all that was the way they organized it. What was your, what was your impression? How did you feel about the production? What, how they kind of did these things? So I definitely learned that a lot of the production stuff that they did was pre-recorded um and shot live so that's like really smart um (laughs) i mean something we've thought about before but not implementing it the way they did it was just it was a smooth smooth broadcast at production and yeah that's it's one of the beauties of pre-recorded stuff is you're able to you know seamlessly edit it in um i will say one thing that um throughout the whole blizzcon one of my biggest takeaways is uh blizzcon uh Kind of made me wonder when are we getting these announcements, like dates. Probably not for a while, but I wish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll come back to that later. I think um, they said some stuff that is really important, especially in that second one. But in the first opening ceremony, if you haven't hadn't seen it and if you're playing Overwatch, it would have been a big disappointment if you're only playing Overwatch because we kind of like the other games too. Well, I think me and Hannah, especially, I don't know how LP is <laughs> feeling about World of Warcraft and stuff like that. But um yeah, there was no mentioning of Overwatch at all. We saw all these panels fly by and that, that clock was just ticking. And at some point I was like, okay, we got 15 more minutes. And then they started talking about something completely different. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. I always said like what I think was going to happen was Jeff was going to walk on stage, say, yeah, we're still working on the game and just walk off on the other end. But he didn't even appear. He wasn't in there. I know. We honestly thought that that was it. Yeah. That like we weren't getting anything that, you know, Blizzard had decided that they were going to remain silent on Overwatch mm-hmm. again, and it, again. it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was facepalming quite a lot during that ceremony. Well, especially near the end, because I was really worried. But then, I love the way they, they kind of read our minds, and, and just before that, uh, just just in between those two panels, the opening ceremony and, and the Overwatch um, behind-the-scenes panel, there was a tweet that was sent out with a sw- short video of Jeff just going like, Guys, I know you're waiting for stuff. We got you. We got you. Just watch the panel. I swear. We weren't in the opening ceremony. We weren't allowed because I keep making a mess out of it. Last time I had this toilet paper hanging out of my pants and the people were like, No, no. You're not in the opening ceremony this year. You made a fool of yourself. Last year, you're done. You have your own spot. Make it work. 
but they did make it work. I that the end of that panel, I was just drooling. I was just like, "What the, the hell?" The whole man? way through, we were just screaming. With well, we were trying not to scream with joy because we yeah. were streaming for <laughs> for people, and we didn't want them to miss what was being said. <laughs> yeah, we had to be really quiet. People kept donating and 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 getting really enthusiastic, and and I had to just like wave at the camera because I didn't want to interrupt what they were saying. <laughs> There was it was so great much to see, though. The interaction was great. I yeah. know. Yeah, it was. That was a lot of fun. That was really. I, I, I'm really happy we did that. That we kind of had that moment with the community. Okay, and... shot fire question. <laughs> what was your favorite thing announced for Overwatch Two? Go. Oh, my favorite thing. Yeah. Oh crap. Oh crap. Go go I go go. Put go. Me on the spot. There's so much stuff. Can I? LP, you go first. I'll have, <laughs> I have to think about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I really love the uh, addition of like weather patterns. I thought that that could be a really cool uh, addition. Like when they showed Anubis having like a sandstorm. I never thought that like weather could actually have such a, you know, like impact in like your playing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know if they're going to add it like to a competitive degree, but like that would be really cool. To, like I think playing, competitively, like, a it might be a bit too. Um, yeah, because they said it was going to be random and it can change yeah. like midway through a map, so that might be a bit too much of a. Yeah, What's like a sandstorm. Yeah, like, like if one variable. team gets the, the sandstorm yeah. and the other team doesn't, like there's definitely an unfair advantage there. But I definitely like that the idea for like uh, PvP maps. Or I'm sorry, PVE and uh, just quickly. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think it it is a really nice feature. What they showed off is it's just going to be so different. Day night, raining like they showed off this this rainy Paris that was just perfect. Like it was, it was so Paris, gorgeous, and it was raining like rainy on, dust Paris. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, but, but no, I, I made up my mind what my favorite announcement was because there's like two. Yep, yep, but, yep, yep. My, Like my definite favorite one is going to be the talent trees. Like I saw those talent trees and those brought back memories from uh, Swoder, like the whole uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, but also World of Warcraft and the, the classic days, like these choices that you had to make, these mm. cookie cutter builds that you started <laughs> to research to see uh, what is going to be the most optimal way. But also, if you see the, the the examples that they gave, the ways that you can kind of make your, or change your character into something completely different. In these, you had three, like uh, for Junk, uh, for Reinhardt, you had Juggernaut, Crusader or something, Guardian, all these choices that you can make with yeah, your character. Yeah, I know. It, like it's, one it's way his shield like doubles or triples in size. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, all these small things, like the the Masres is back for mercy. Um, ah! <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, exactly. So that and the other one that was really close that I'm hoping that they really do that they talked about it is turning tanks into brawlers. Mm. Oh, I like the passives. Yeah, like the support bu- supports get like uh, self heal tanks yeah. get yeah. Uh, like uh, steadfast. Yeah, and, and and just the fact that they're going to kind of make Reinhardt and, and Roadhog, Diva, all those characters, not in the the, the basically the more well the, the 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 defense of your team, but rather like kick-ass DPS players yeah. that will just roll the other team or kind of punch the, the other team into oblivion, and then <laughs> it's up to the rest to clean up behind you. Uh, Hannah, what was your thing that you kind of um, 
Okay, so mine's kind of related to the skill trees. Um, and it was kind of mentioned really, really briefly as they were talking, but the idea of different status effects. So they it came up when they mentioned on Junkrat skill tree, you can make like his trap it like electrical. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So it electrocutes Ooh. people when they get caught in it. And I thought that was really, really cool. Because we've already got kind of like the burning effect from Ash. Mm-hmm. like live in game and the idea of seeing like different status effects i think is really cool and really exciting yeah, yeah there was one frost example i don't know i think it was winston that did frost uh, it's Reinhardt. he's got frost strike oh yeah frost strike exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah those are really cool too it's, yeah. Yeah, it's tied into the talent trees the fact that you can like there's we both um well i would say both because me and lp both play lucio you're more of a mercy <laughs> main hannah but we can have really different Lucios to play. We can have, yeah. we can both be Lucio mains, but the way you will be playing him will be totally different to the way that I'm playing him in PVE. Let's yeah, make that clear. That this so is so customizable thing. with like what you want from the hero as well, which I think is really cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but that Just is don't fuck up in comp and think you've got an ability that you don't have. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the thing. That's something I really thought about, like the double. Well, no, the double fire strike was actually also in PvP because it's tied into the brawler thing. But they have a certain ability that you might be counting on or an effect on your ability that you might be counting on. Because let's be honest, PvP is all about that gut feel, all of the, those reflexes. You know what your character does and you're just reacting to whatever happens to you. Uh, the better you get at that, the better you play you become. But if we start throwing in extra stuff, is that going to kind of... oh? Uh, going to confuse you a little bit. That's that's a really good point, Hannah. Will people hop on comms though when you're playing PVE? Do you think you'll have like the coordination yeah. and teamwork, or will it be like some you know like will you just get a game where people are you know one person dies and the whole team starts griefing like oh yeah you'll need it I think well yeah. like there's two there's two different things in PVE that we got a little clearer picture on. First off, there's the story missions. Well, we didn't hear too much about the story missions, but these are going to be the missions that are going to kind of unfold the story. And Jeff said in a later interview that it's all going to be future stuff. So no more looking back at the history of Overwatch. He said, like, we're done with the history of Overwatch. We all know what happened up till now. From now on, we're going to be developing a story. And he also said, and, and I love that, and I'm really happy to hear that because that was never officially said, that they will be adding more and more missions throughout the years. That they will keep like almost like in World of Warcraft expansions of of developing yes. that story and that world, the state of that world, into into well further episodes. Which is this is going to make this this is going to make the Overwatch the game that will last for fifteen years on that yeah, same for sure. Uh, yeah, the, the, that is that that is something to look forward to. And then you have the hero missions um, that are set in the state of the world that it is during those story missions, but that are really like, almost like if you ever played World of Warcraft, like the daily quests that you'll be doing. Hmm. You'll have tasks to fulfill. They have all the different tasks that will be done on different maps. There will be different um, enemies, different circumstances. You might be doing one quest on Wednesday that has you collecting stuff on, on, um, on Rialto in the middle of the night. And then on Thursday, you'll be doing a quest that has you in Junkertown, um, uh, I don't know, um, put it, pushing a payload forward that contains the Junker Queen's treasure or something um, while it's raining in Junkertown, which is ra- radioactive rain, just to clarify that. Wow, that's... Uh, 
there's, there's like those are the kinds of missions that you'll be doing to kind of further evolve your character and to gather those levels and those levels will give you access to the talent trees now yeah. do you guys think that they'll be because that was the thing in world of warcraft of course that these talent trees they evolved over time like the talent trees that we started out with when the game was launched and when they kind of retired the whole talent tree as as it was because then they went to this more simple system they evolved throughout time and they added stuff with every expansion. Of I course think... it's going to change an update. What yeah. what game with abilities that you gain over time ever stays the same? Yeah, but... Th- like, like a... There'll be tweaks and balance changes and stuff like that, but I, I think like maybe as, say, in three years' time, they come up with a new hero mm-hmm. and they're thinking about abilities for their hero tree and they're like, oh, actually, this is something that would work really well with Soldier, for example. And then Soldier gets like an extra branch on his tree or something. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing I'm talking about. Um, that's also going to be interesting. I think they're setting up so much stuff that we'll be enjoying for years to come and that we'll yeah. see the game evolve almost on a, a two-yearly basis. Let's be honest. It- the ambition of all these games is always to get a new expansion out every year, but that <laughs> never happens. Um, um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. And exactly like you said, there's going to be new heroes. And um, he also talked, by the way, in an interview about the hero limit, like um, that they are really are, that they're already thinking about ways that they can. At one point, they're, they're going to hit forty heroes pretty quickly. I think we maybe yeah, yeah. lost Overwatch two already. At what we point did see on the switch sojourns like? That was really cool. I, I have to say that, like, Sojourn's, like, uh, Railgun, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah, it's Railgun, yeah. That was just such a cool weapon. I can't wait to see, like, all her that abilities. That made me laugh because oh, uh, Jeff has been talking about that for a long time. Goodman, not Kaplan. About Jeff what? Goodman about Railguns? Yes, for a really? very long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, um, he's just in like interviews gun. here and there. How, oh, it would be so cool if we had a rail gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't. And it, no doubt, really John was was in development at the time he said that. Oh yeah, no most likely. He actually said that they built all their heroes around a weapon type, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, clearly, I didn't know he already talked about it in the past, but it makes sense Ooh, yes. that you say that. It uh, was but- on one of the interviews that he did when you know when they were doing interviews with streamers for a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jeff Goodman did one with a streamer at some point, and I can't remember who it was. Um, oh. But yeah, he talked about it loads then. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I'm I'm kind of an um, in limbo when it comes to Sojourn. I I think she's a bit cool. We haven't seen her abilities yet. But... She's cool. She's not my kind of hero, but she's cool. Yeah, I I feel like um, what I'm actually hoping for is that we'll see more heroes that are kind of out of the box, not those typical. Yeah shooter like I, I want to see more um what is a game that would be a good comparison less of the valorant type of heroes and more of the well give us more wrecking ball or crazy yeah well, i uh, think that's why they've not made a huge deal about her like she's there she feels a role um and you know like she's important to the story and all that jazz but her skill set isn't like the most original or super exciting. That might be why they're not like. And here we are revealing another a uh, like another hit scan. Hey, mm-hmm. so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, that might be it. And it's already someone we knew. 
But uh, I think a lot of people, well, according to Jeff Goodman, they were, he's like, yeah, this is one of the favorite heroes of our team currently. So mm. I think she'll be fun. Oh, um, I'm sure she will be if that's your your jam. Your jam, yeah, your jazz. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting stuff, I just talked about the fact that, yeah, they'll have more heroes. But another thing, of course, are the maps they showed off. Rome and New York. Oh, oh my, my god, I know. See, D, when you said like what or like Hannah, when you said what can you take away, like there's too many things. You can't just nail one. I know, thing. it was so ex- it was so ridiculously exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Um but I'm I'm just going to run all over over all the things and it, it, like with each uh, little topic that will hit, you guys will be oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh, part yeah. that part the but, weapon uh, sounds. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep let's keep some stuff for later on because we're, we're just jumping from left to right. But like with the maps, uh, I feel I don't know if you guys were, came away with that same feeling, but I feel like these maps are the the further along we go with these maps, the the more elaborate and the more in depth. Like these are not there's so much depth to these maps. You could mm-hmm. see flying cars in New York, but in Rome you had this almost complete view of the of the uh, of the city. Um, you saw statues that were being rebuilt with the light hard light uh, stuff and like the, the we saw the coliseum didn't we yeah yeah exactly yes that was so cool yeah and all these all these small things and all these big things combined into a world that almost feels alive like the only thing you're missing is it's people us. well yeah <laughs> the, levels, the levels open up too like new areas of the map will yeah exactly unveil. Yeah, old maps will get new areas that we have not seen before, like doors that you might have been standing in front of or, or kind of uh, like, you know, this little ledge that you might be hiding behind when uh, Diva Diva ults, that might be a door that will open up and, and show you a whole new part of King's Road. I know, Road. I love that um... <laughs> Jeff was like, there was a bit that I didn't even know was there. It just opened up <laughs> into yeah, exactly. a new section. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I hope we get to see that part of Paris where the like right off of uh, attackers spawn on A. If you look to the right, there's like a little hidden secret Omnic like hideout or something like that. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to yeah. know. I hope we get to travel there. Oh where my the- god, yeah, I completely forgot they they showed Gothenburg as well. I forgot that was like yeah. the factory is going to be a yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything is made to his scale. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Another part I want to see is in Havana, you know, where you where you start out as attacker, the spawn room. There's the the um the car that is still lodged in between the gate. And you can look out and there's a whole part of the city back there that you can't reach, that yeah. you you don't know what's in there and yeah, you want to discover that. I think those are really the, those will be the things that we'll get to see. Those are the parts that will they'll be adding. We will see some maps reworked because they announced that 2CP is disappearing. And com- it is confirmed that there will be no 2CP anymore in competitive in Overwatch 2. Yeah, so- I mean, I keep say- seeing people say that like it's a definite. But I'm pretty sure the exact quote was that it might disappear. No, 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 no. He said it in an interview with GameSpot. He said, okay, the so only thing I can he said con- it other than... No, no. So long as people yeah. aren't just taking this from the video, because in the video he said might. No, 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 exactly. No, no. Uh, in a GameSpot interview, he said that it is disappearing in competitive, that you're still thinking about, uh, are they going to put it in an arcade? What are they going to do with quick play? 
what are they going yeah. to do with those maps for quick play and 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 uh or is it just going to be an arcade mode um uh is it just going to be a custom game you can make like all these things but the one thing he said that is for sure that he wants to confirm is that they're removing ucp from um from competitive um and they'll be adding other modes to replace it but feels bad i'm a fan of 2cp i know a lot of people aren't but i think it it has a lot to do with um the maps that actually came after the game was released i think when it comes to hanamura um i think it works on hanamura for some reason uh, i like it... i like volskaya a lot of people hate volskaya i don't know why i find volskaya so fun to play mm-hmm. me too i mean i hate getting through that um wall but it makes i find it makes it more satisfying when you do Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, the, the his quote was at one point we were doing so many iterations that we felt like what if we just put all this energy and all this time that we're doing in finding a new mode that is going to be fun for everybody instead of trying to fix this um, which is maybe something we'll never really succeed in. There's always going to be uh, for every choice we make there's going to be drawbacks. And apparently they spent a lot of time internally testing different variations of 2CP, but uh, and at one point they thought it were the maps, and then yeah, you can keep working on that, but uh, I can understand that at some point you think like, okay, this is just a section of the game. You have all these other things that we want to add. Maybe we should focus on that. Mm. Which sounds like a reasonable uh, way of thinking. Um, But yeah, that is definitely well, that is something that we can confirm and put in the books that that is disappearing um but then there's going to be other modes that they're going to add we know already that push is going to be added and and we can only imagine anything else they'll be thinking yeah they didn't if we didn't really see much about like main modes at blizzcon online um but they did talk about like a lot of the different hero missions and stuff instead Yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly one thing I want to come back first, want to come back to first, is what Hannah said about the reworked guns and the gun sounds. Ah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was an awesome part. Like they announced that they did re-recorded all the sounds in different environments. Um, that will like they did this one example with soldiers standing in different spots outside, inside. Uh, and he was at one point he was in one of the. The train um, wagons that are in uh, Dorado, not Dorado. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they all, they all have such a different sound, and the, the weapons themselves sound so much more unique and impactful. Yeah, yeah. So they've <laughs> they've redone all the engines, but they've like redone it so that you know you'll be on the same map, and if say for example you're on Route sixty six. Um, if you're out on the street, it'll make one noise, and if you're in one of the little caves, it'll sound completely different and a lot more echoey. Um, so it'll sound kind of like a lot more organic and a lot more uh, well, immersive. That's the immersive, yeah. Yeah, the context will be different. And they also added yeah. a lot of animations and shake to your camera to kind of make a weapon feel more... Um, so it'll real? feel like recoil without actually yeah. throwing off your aim, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's going to be. I think those are and the things I want to test. They wanted it to like maybe sound slightly different as you're getting to like the end of your clip and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so you actually get a better audio cue to know when you need to, to yeah. reload it uh, instead of kind of instead uh, of just muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the attention well, that... to detail is insane for this. I know. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Oh. That's just the thing. This team is bigger than they ever were. And they, they, they have this ambition. Um, I did this whole speech on the end of my video that I did last week. But that, like, <laughs> I do understand that people are really anxious and they want to... They want this game as quickly as possible, but this is not a this is not them um, kind of um, making this little extra. This, they shoving PVE in there. This is their chance of redoing the whole thing like they wanted to do it back in the yeah. day, and they didn't get a chance because they had to start from a, a project that failed with a budget that was limited, and they managed to do it in a really short time. But now, after all the success. I read somewhere that the game in all these years kind of made uh was it a billion dollars or something? Something ridiculous, yeah. So all the, the money they spent on Project Titan, which was a hundred million, it's all they all made it back and some on top of that. So now they get a chance to make something that they've been dreaming about for a long time. And they wanna he said it in an interview too. Jeff said it in an interview with the GameSpot. He's like, I understand that people are anxious. I know that people want to get it. And I, I believe that it comes that all the, 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 the comments and all the critique that we get, that it comes from a place of love and passion because people are passionate about the game. They, they, they love it, and that's why they want to see that next evolution. Mm. But for us, the release date is not important. What, what is important for us is to make it the game that they want to play and that we want to make. And I think that that is what we need. We don't need... Um, someone that is racing towards a release day we need someone that wants to make a game that just kicks ass i want the developers to love their game you know like i feel like if the developers are proud of their work then the fans the, the it'll just resonate to the fans oh yeah oh, for yeah. sure for it sure. seems like they're very excited to share like yeah yeah <laughs> they actually want to share a lot more than they could in the mm. in that one you could tell I wonder how panel. much was like edited out where they got just too excited and started rambling. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love the way that they tried to edit out stuff and then fumbled on other places. I don't know if you guys uh, heard about this, but um, so if you look at the talent trees, there was this. You had this little widget that showed your your portrait and your name of your your, your, your account, mm-hmm. and under mm-hmm. there was a under was a green line that was blurred out. Um, so I saw that when the presentation was going on. And you were like, eyes. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. was that? Yeah, but I was actually thinking that was, and I think I actually said it during the stream, that might be something uh, that is um, tied into the, the new levels because we know they're going to do redo the whole level system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's I don't, I don't, I would not be able to tell you what level I am in Overwatch because who can read those freaking portraits? I have a gold, I have a silver border with four stars or something like that. And then yeah. I have that state of like, it's almost impossible to read um, what level you have. So they want to redo that. And I always thought that was, oh, at least during the presentation, I thought, okay, that's probably tied into that. But then, so they, they blurred it all out. Someone had been spending at least a few hours in After Effects to blur it out of all the the, the uh, animations and every, because they were not static images. They were really small clips of these of these talent trees. Yep. And then the next day, someone put up a blog post about the talent trees, and that person forgot to blur it. So all that work that one person did on the video <laughs> was completely <nearly> undone. <laughs> undone by this one person that just uploaded a screenshot to the blog post that showed that it was a clan system. 
that it was the C9 clan that was basically the green little line of text. So they're working on a clan system. Um, I love as well, um, in the one of the interviews, Jeff actually mentioned that they revealed a bit more than they meant to, and that made me laugh. Because <laughs> yeah. it was after I'd seen your post about the clan system, I was like, yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> clan system? Make sure you get your clan tag like ready to go like first day. If you don't hit that, I know, album, right? Someone's gonna take it. But come on, let's be honest. Apparently, Clan C Nine is already taken. So what else are you going to come up with? Everybody wants Clan C Nine, right? No, nobody. No, okay. not us. <laughs> I want to be the. I want to be part of either Omnic Post Clan or the Lanspansians. Listen, <laughs> you've got so many accounts. I think you can join all of them. Yeah. Wait, I can make an LPP too. The Lance Pons people. <laughs> yeah, the you Pons can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can. You can. That's uh, that's Hannah's way of saying you can, but you don't have to. Yep. Doesn't mean I'm going <laughs> to join. <laughs> but it's, it is awesome to see that they're working on this stuff. They, they probably have the reasons why they wanted to blur it out and not share it, probably because it's not in the final state. Or... They might Maybe not it's... even know if they want to do it yet. They might just be playing around with it. Well, I have you one better. What if they want to do it before Overwatch 2? Oh. Because that's that's one thing that Jeff also said this week. Like, okay, we saw a lot of stuff. Uh, there's other like I want to come back to Overwatch 2 in a second because I want to talk about let let's do that first before I go into Overwatch 1. The enemies they showed off. That puller, that puller is that is terrifying that we... Resident Evil. Overwatch yeah, exactly. Resident Evil. Child. That was the first thing I talked about. <laughs> I, I thought about is they're bringing in enemy characters or units that are unique, that are so unlike what we've seen for Overwatch right now. Like what have we seen in Uprising events? Some of the the, the smaller dogs that we've already seen, and then like okay, they all kind of make sense. But what we saw with the, the guy. The two-legged bomb, basically, that just walks to the objective and then starts and then to just kind of blooms and then blooms. Yeah, it's almost like someone had been reading a lot of uh, HP or been uh, yeah HP Lovecraft books or something, and then uh, got some really inspiring stuff. Like the the whole it's basically the puller is a sigma omnic that is really I don't know evil terrifying? I don't know terrifying. Yeah, what she does is she floats towards you. And apparently, if she spawns, you'll hear the whole atmosphere and on the map change, and the sound will change because she's really a character. She's that, that much of an issue. Yeah, exactly. Think like a uh, witch in Left 4 Dead. Medusa, maybe like she has, she floats around. She has these tentacle things for hair, and then she has three eyes that float around her, like Sigma's orbs, kind of. And she's blindfolded, and she sees you. She'll pull you in. Scream at you, and then funk, kill you. That's the last thing you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no. Honestly, yeah. just terrifying. Oh man, like uh, th this is the issue I have with the whole thing. Is there's so much stuff that you want to kind of know more about, um, and that the yeah, the the whole behind the scenes thing was so much better than I anticipated, and I left the I was left behind with with uh, so many many questions. Uh, the good thing is we won't have to wait till Overwatch 2 comes out because that is also something that they promised. Like the whole communication stop, it's over. Like they didn't want to kind of commit to uh, monthly updates. 
but I think the next update might already be in March or April or something like that. Hmm. Will they be talking about what they're doing, what is happening, what they decided, what the game will be looking like, what what are features that they're going to kind of get in there? And and that is what I was talking about earlier. Jeff also said that when it comes to Overwatch One, that they still have a lot of content planned for mm-hmm. that game before Overwatch Two comes out. So. That might be some of the things that might be in there. Clans, for instance, that might be the I also thought there. it was really interesting. He talked about like the psychology of what they can add to Overwatch and Overwatch 2. Um, so he mentioned that a part of they have to think about how people will take it. Like some changes that they want to implement for Overwatch 1 are just too big and people will reject them unless it comes under the flag of a new game. And then yeah. people will be more likely to kind of accept yeah. it the change yeah, yeah 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 so like if they did the brawler system for tanks in overwatch one i think people would you know start flipping tables but thinking about it for a new game people are more excited Yay. yeah yeah no adam that makes sense mm. you put a different label on it and well once yeah, you're in, yeah, yeah once you're in for a new game you're basically in no matter what they're going to throw at you well there will be people that will be complaining. There will be people. Oh, obviously. I mean, have you seen the Pokemon happy. fandom? Jeez Louise. <laughs> well, have you seen oh. the Overwatch fandom? Apparently, from what I've been I hearing. Have, but no one hates Pokemon fans like other Pokemon fans. It's insane. Is that, is that true? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and does it have to do with, with if you prefer water type over fire type Pokemon? It's not or? even that. It's oh, There's just this whole controversy about people getting exciting. And obviously, you know what it's like. People get passionate about something. And then they complain when it's not quite right. Yeah? Yeah. Of course. Now, some people have now been playing Pokemon for 25 years. That's a lot of passion. That's a lot of time to complain about stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, people have been asking for like the particular remake that's coming at the end of the year for such a long time like every single year there's been rumors oh Sinnoh remake incoming oh my god it's gonna be huge and now that it's here like there's a section of the internet that's just like oh well it's not good enough oh well it's crap oh well this isn't what I wanted and it's like <laughs> it's exactly what you asked for shut up I love your imitation of uh, internet uh, complaining. Like, mm, mm, oh my god! Mm. <laughs> they all have a. They all have this this nasal problem where they sound kind of absolutely. And yeah, they all have a slightly lower voice. That is basically <laughs> the conclusion you have to take here. <laughs> but hey, back to Overwatch. I do think like um, I've seen a lot of people complaining. After all, we got to see there were still. S- so much negativity that I was thinking, like, guys, have you really paid attention? Like, I know. what this showed us is basically the proof that Overwatch 2 is going to be so much different from Overwatch 1. And so it's going to be so shit hot. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, they're a literally making the hero models from scratch. Like, exactly. <gasps> Mind but blown. The, but people just want content quicker like there's still a lot of people that want um want, want the new hero in overwatch one yeah it's all good and fine that they're working on overwatch 2 but give us something because this game is going to die no it's not going to die it's not. shut up that game had 50 million people playing it at one point there's still like 10 million people playing it it's not going to end from one day to the other and yeah it's going to get like, less popular, i am but... so excited for overwatch 2 that i've gone back to playing overwatch daily like oh, yeah. the what? game's not that's gonna cool. die that's so yeah. cool 
Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you're the only one. I think they will, as they, if they keep giving us updates every single month about what they're doing with Overwatch 2, mm -hmm. that hype is going to climb and there's going to be more and more people. And I've, I've said it a million times before, and Jeff confirmed it in an interview. He literally said, look, we cannot add a new hero because just like D explained in one of his videos and on, on a lot of his mm. uh, podcasts and stuff like that, and everybody was like, who the fuck is D? And he's like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that that if they would put a new hero in Overwatch 1, one of the heroes that we're working on for Overwatch 2, that they would have to delay the game again because they would have to redo everything from scratch for that yeah. hero. All the animations, all the models, all the textures, because it's a different iteration of that engine. They had to, it's basically like you're doing an update to Windows 10 and then going like, um, man, I'm going back to Windows 9. All your, all your software will be like, oh, screw this, I'm out. Yeah. You'll just be leaving your PC, walking out, getting their little knapsack, knapsack on their back and just... So it's not possible, at least without delaying the game even yeah, more. Yeah, if they I... want to introduce a new hero at this point, they basically have to make that same hero twice. Exactly. Because... And for every little tuning they do, they have to yeah. retune it on both, both engines. Because not, not only have they completely remodeled all of the characters to like improve the animations and stuff, but they've even redone like the fabric engine. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So how the skins will act to the environment and the hero wearing them and stuff. So they would have to go through and do all of that twice. So all of the weapon sounds, all of the weapon animations, all of the clothing animations, the complete character model they would have to do twice. And that's just too much work. Exactly. Come on, guys. Why would you give Jeff that much work? Guys, guy, did he shaved his beard? Yeah, I know. He's gonna, he's gonna yeah. his beard. He's gonna grow back. I mean, he like was one so day. busy. He's only just shaved it. Like exactly. <laughs> nah, it totally makes sense, and I, I, I don't get people still being negative about all we got to see. But maybe, well, everybody has is entitled to their own opinion, and they 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 watch it at their own from their own standpoint. And I think Jeff has a point. All this criticism, all these people, kind of wanting more and sooner just love the game and they they and that's beautiful but that's not going to change his opinion i think he's a smart man and he's doing what is right for his team and um and that's not kind of giving into that group of people that are still kind of um well nagging about the fact that it's not coming yeah and oh who else was a little bit heartbroken when he spoke about in the interview about how upset he was that people were so down on Overwatch 2 last BlizzCon. Yeah, because they, but yeah. he uh, he admitted that it was because they didn't explain it. Yeah, he was like, we didn't explain it properly, but it was like, yeah, kind of really upsetting to see. And I can imagine, so like, something you're putting loads of work into, and then, you know, not Anna, necessarily the largest group, but a group of people being like, well, this is shit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you with Anna more ideas. This is shit. <laughs> it was probably the best they could have given us to like generate some hype but also like maybe at that point too like a year a year maybe a year and a couple months maybe they were a little unsure of you know exactly the direction well, I mean, they were going we've seen how much like just the talent trees alone have changed since then so there was always going to be there's obviously like a lot more to show us now than there was then i just think they could have written the speech slightly differently I think yeah. they could have showed us exactly what they showed us at the first BlizzCon and still had people come away and be like, oh, this is going to be a brand new game. 
Yeah, but like I wanted to it, ask it you, Hannah. Did it. they explain it better this time in the behind the scenes panel? No one actually said it, but I think by showing us how much was new that Oh no, they did actually say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. they did. Yeah, they were like, this is a whole brand new game. <laughs> like, yeah, he actually said it. He said it. it's a replacement at some point. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, See, still I do think, think they did a bit of jo- better job this time. They did a better job, but I still think the, the only thing they had to do is Jeff walking up to the camera, taking it the camera with both hands, like it would be taking you by the head and going, this, this is, is a, a completely new, new game. game. <laughs> <laughs> then, this then is everybody a sequel, would not an expansion. Yeah. yeah, it's not even a sequel. That's the thing. You should not have said the sequel. I think it was Stelosa that said it in a tweet. It's a reboot. It's, it's basically taking whatever they want to go, wanted to do back in 2014 when they started with this. And they couldn't because, one, it was the first shooter. They had no freaking clue what they were doing. Mm. Two, they didn't have the budget to do it. They just spent $100 million. They were like, um, okay, we, we're going to take a part of that and make it into a shooter. And the way they kind of painted the picture is that Bobby Kotek went, yeah, go for it. <laughs> what I think he said is, yeah, go for it. But you have that much money and you have to make it work within you that want, budget. I mean, you could yeah. do that. If you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think he, he put him on a budget and and they made the best out of it. Let's be honest. Yeah. The oh, absolutely. I mean, that. they gave us something that we all love so much. Exactly. But now they have unlimited <laughs> resources. I know. Uh, I'm doing air quotes, but uh, they have a lot of resources and now they can do what they wanted to do. Well, they have is- the thing is like the the audience was kind of like unknown. The whole project was an unknown. They wouldn't have known how people were really going to receive Overwatch one of them. No, exactly. Now they they know it's popular. Yeah, but and they know what they they've they've built that first shooter. They've built that Mm. first game. They know what they want to make now, and they know what we like, and that is really important. So this needed to happen as it happened. Um, There's no going back to that. I think Overwatch Two will be a better game than it could have been. Uh, five years ago, and they had the budget that they wanted. This just needed to happen oh, the way yeah, it happened. Yeah, now they've got the experience. They know what we want as players, yeah. even if we don't oh. know what we want as players. Exactly, um. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and um, I've been almost making it my my um, my duty or my. I'm I'm always going to be my looking at everything. Yeah, my mission in life. I'm always going to be looking at what they say. I'm going to be critical about or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I feel that we're not giving the community is not giving them the credit they they deserve right now. Oh, I do God, think no. I see a lot of YouTubers too that are just kind of picking at stuff and, and pulling at stuff that I feel like then no, this is not the time or the place to do that. It's they not try... the time to be edgy and cool yeah, exactly. and play devil's advocate. Yeah, it's not even playing devil's advocate. At at some point people just start talking towards the mouth of their audience and i can understand if you make a living out of it that you need to feel you need to do that but i'm not bothered about that because i don't make any money (laughs) from all that and i'm just not bothered about doing that i see you could have a channel say as big as markiplier and you would still say and speak your mind don't (laughs) don't even change (laughs) 
No, no, that, I, I'm happy that you guys feel that way because that's the way I feel. But you never know till you do it. Of course, when, when you're in a pension, you have to make money. But no, really, I feel like I always, but now I see what I've seen during that panel, what I got to see, I came out of that panel feeling good about the future of Overwatch. I was optimistic. Mm. I still am. I'm even more optimistic now than I was last weekend. And I'm looking forward to be covering this game with you guys in the podcast, with continuing my videos with the Omnic Post in years to come, because I think we'll have so this. We will be going back to a weekly podcast and be easily oh, hell able yes. to fill uh, uh, 90 minutes every single time if we want to. Um, uh, we don't have to do 90 minutes. We can do 90 minutes, just saying. <laughs> uh, and just talk about it because there's so much in there. And and I'm I'm really um I I want I would actually want to just go to bed and wake up in a year and watch all of it unfold because that story behind that game and everything that they're showing us and what they're setting up looks so promising. Like this they, they kind of talked about plot twists and did you follow like you guys saw it, we were all there, but rewatch the whole story bit, the, the how they kind of developed the story, the way they did it, the way they, they kind of pulled back and then redid it, how they reshuffled story elements. And that is like, that is not going over one night's, uh, did they say that in English? One night's ice? Just What? Yeah, like, uh, they, I no, think it's in Dutch. Like the, uh, when they were in the whiteboard, kind of that room where it's just like, they put a bunch of sticky notes together or something. I love yeah, exactly. how it was exactly how we imagined it. Yeah. When we were joking about it. It was exactly. so perfect. <laughs> Exactly. They they really just with the team that wrote the story, they went uh, somewhere uh, in an undisclosed uh, undisclosed location and mm -hmm. just worked for weeks on end to kind of make that story that the beats feel right to make sure that it makes sense and that by the end yeah. you have something that would uh, boggle your mind. They of course they're going to go in hyperballs and say we wrote the best story that I've ever been written in gaming. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine. I want to believe say you. That, exactly. I want to believe you, but the, the, they can. The fact that the way they did kind of um, explain the process makes me feel like this might actually, they have talent in that team to oh, make that sure. happen. A lot. For sure. Exactly. I mean, all of us have sort of at least been on the edge of Blizzard recruitment and either wanted to apply or know people that have. We know how rigorous it is. Yeah. We know how yeah. fussy like they Google. are. It's like applying to Google or like yeah. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's that level, and they have talented people. So we might be seeing a story that unfolds that um, that is hopefully slightly different uh, than the comic. I don't know if you guys saw the comic, the last comic. I'm still waiting for my uh, shiny okay, yeah, hardback version. It is really good. Oh, I'm excited it, to read it. Don't worry. But it is just that ending is a little oh, more. Was it more cliffhanger? No, they're not a big cliffhanger. It, it, it wraps up beautifully. I suppose uh, if you know where it starts and you know where it's going to end, it's not going to be anything too groundbreaking. No, I was really hoping kind of a that story it would be. We already know. It's well, yeah, it kind of is, but I, I always kind of hoped that they would be ending like uh, LP just said with a cliffhanger that would like, make us wonder how are you going to kind of tie Some in or what is the next revelation that led. Yeah. In uh, yeah, or something TV. that we, yeah, exactly that we, something that we can, or we want to see what is going to happen next. And it's really, it, it is a storyline that is nicely contained. And maybe that's good. 
maybe it, it is good that they didn't leave it too open or they didn't come in with a big reveal because that might have just caused frustration for other people. Um, it is good, but I, I feel like we need, uh, when it comes to the game, we need these these storylines to be at the same level that we're, of what we've been seeing happening in yeah. World of Warcraft now is is what they've that, revealed on, on this online. I was, yeah. a little, I was a little sad we didn't get to see a cinematic this year. I was just yeah. like, oh. Yeah. <clears throat> they're just holding their breath when it comes to the story. I feel like they're holding their breath. Although... Jeff said something like I told said he's they, they have a lot of content coming for Overwatch and I think it's going to be for the current game. I think it's going to be a lot of stuff like the clans maybe and really practical stuff like stuff that they want to kind of set up Overwatch 2. Yeah. He also said one thing about I don't know if you read, guys read that but um they, he did an interview with GameSpot and they were talking about Jetpack Cat yet again of course like in every interview someone has to mention Jetpack Cat. Uh, he needs to, I think Jeff has a tattoo of Jetpack Cat. That might be it. Conversation. But um and the person the interviewer said, like, okay, uh, is Jetpack Cat Jetpack oh. Cat being going to be in the game? And he said, No, well, you know, Brigitte is quite important in the story and she has a lot of cats. So and one of her cats actually, Mitzi, is is um is actually kind of considered jetpack cat so in that way it's in there basically saying no dude really seriously i've said it like a million times it's not going to be in there but anyways because you're nice i'm just going to give you a small twist but and then the guy said are there any plans for other animal heroes and he said well not animal heroes specifically i'm not going to go elaborate on that but there is a dog in that way that jeff does yeah but apparently, and he has that little, even though it's <coughs> written on paper, you can see the twinkle in his eyes as he says it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to see his face. That is always kind of a bummer. Like, if he does video interviews, oh, looking at Jeff's so face, face yeah, it's telling you way more than, than any, <laughs> any written interview would do. But um, <laughs> he said so. that, there, that there is a character that has a dog that we have not met yet that would become important. Well, in the coming, coming, I don't know. It didn't say soon, like it, 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 up that that character, or that hero will be, or that dog will be playing a role. Like, and then I'm starting to think, will they be kind of only, well, releasing more story-driven stuff in the coming months, um, that are kind of going to push that story forward? Archives, archives. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's in archives. Could you imagine the whole? Think they're gonna do another archives? No, I don't. don't they don't put a lot of story and there. a lot yeah. of animation. And there's there's the books that are happening. Like there's a new book book coming about that the Datlog gang that is going to be released I it was in June. Comic. No, it's a book. It's a short story. Yeah, it's the oh, same. Yeah. Uh, not a short story. It's a novel. Sorry, it's like yeah. the uh, the Orissa novel. It's uh, the next uh, oh, okay. Overwatch novel. It's Datlog Rebels is the name, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it's basically about how they. They met and kind of started the gang. And Ash um, has beautiful long hair, bless her. Yeah, and they, the, the the artist that made the cover also kind of showed off some concept, but which made, which made me think, oh, are they going to do a challenge yeah. with the skin? Skin? But skin? Last, yeah, yeah. But last year they already did um, the Mardi Gras challenge, with already, which had an Ash skin. Are they going yeah. to do a, another skin. Ash? It's different. Yeah, yeah. That, you say that because you want to see the long-haired Ash in game, but... That's not what I said. Gosh. <laughs> no, I did think about that though. If they I 
maybe it's too much of a change to the model. Oh no, they wouldn't. Be, I don't think that is their issue. We've seen her with um, uh, did she, she and is it she has a bun in one of these skins? I don't think her hairdo is going to be the issue. The only thing I'm kind of worried about is they already had a challenge with her community, mm -hmm. like every other hero main and Overwatch will be. Hey, when is my hero getting in the challenge? Oh, and God. yeah. That's the thing with these challenges. They're interesting for the people that play that character. Yeah. Less interesting for the people that don't. For everyone I, else. <laughs> yeah. They're really interesting for me because they always do the spray thing. And then I get all these uh, people. And then my numbers on Twitch go like through the roof. Bam. Yeah. Stonks. Yeah. But uh, so I'm, I'm always ending if they want to do another challenge. But we'll see. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to give us in Overwatch 1 because... Apart from what he said in that interview, they didn't say anything in the whole behind the scenes. Like Overwatch 1? I don't know, man. What are you talking about? You don't know about this game you talk about? Is that a thing? Really? We made that? Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, but in the, in the interview where he was like, yeah, we got we got pl plenty of stuff coming. Do not worry. It's not going to be like last year. It will definitely get events, but I think I have to agree with Hannah. I don't see them doing anything crazy like adding a whole new um, archives. No. Mission. Well, at most, I see them twist some stuff like they've done in the last year, like add a few extra challenges. Yeah. And the events, the, uh, the uh, archives you events. Did play Bounty Hunter, by the way? Uh, I tried it a few times. It was yeah. okay. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm not always... I think it is because I, when I get to play Overwatch, it's either middle of the night or it's on stream. Mm. And those modes do not really lean themselves too much if you start if you play with your viewership. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It was cheese. It was very cheese. So like after you get a kill, you automatically get like your ult. Yeah. And uh, you no, have a lot of soldiers running around. Kill bounty, you yeah. automatically get your ult. Yeah, you get your ult for bounty, my bad. And once you, you know, if there's someone out there that's popping off and they get their like ult I saw a lot of soldiers. When I was playing, <laughs> a lot of cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's fun that they do these things. It's fun that they give these little twists. Um, and of course, I think we'll skins... get more mini modes like that, but I don't think we'll get anything huge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so as, that's as long basically as basically they... just the um, workshop, really, they're just fancy workshop modes, really. Yeah, and I still think that the workshop is one of the best decisions they ever made. And I think they agree because it's the only part of the game where they have every patch has some updates to the workshop. Yeah. So I do think they are putting a lot of effort in it because it's free design work. Like all these people out there are just making free modes for them and they just go, oh, nice. Let me reuse <laughs> that. Uh, which is smart, which is smart. One of the features that a lot of people have been asking for and that are kind of wondering if that is something they'll do in the future is a map builder. I think LP also uh, is yeah. one of the people that would... Uh... I mean, we saw how easy they moved those crates around on bloody <clears throat> Yeah, King's exactly. Row. Exactly. Make that, make it, was, it was called like Halo Forge when Halo did it, where players could upload their own like creations. And I think that just would make the... I mean, there's already so many beautiful textures and objects in Overwatch. <laughs> if you mm -hmm. were able to design your own, oh, that would be just... I, I think it... 
it'll you know, be there are going to be those creative wizards who yes. make like the best thing. And Some people are going to like want to create like a like a like a Sims version of Overwatch. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> build your own little house and stuff. It's just next level. Fill yeah, it with, like Overwatch references. Hell yeah. 90% of the stuff that will be coming out of there will be crap. It, it's going to be about all about that 10% of people that make some amazing mm. experiences. And and that, that actually managed to kind of, if you if you are at a tool like that, and you also kind of tie in some gameplay, like challenges for the players. Like, I think Fortnite also has this whole mode, right? Where you, mm-hmm. where you create these challenges. You can basically rebuild the whole storyline of, um, of Overwatch. Or, or your alternate universe or whatever you want to do i think it would add a lot of creativity and make this game they would they would actually have to do a lot less effort to keep the player base ready happy because everybody would just be trying out the players will be doing it themselves yes, yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah and that's the issue with the, with the whole workshop is that the concepts what it comes out is pretty interesting but one it's quite difficult to develop it, so it's not as easy as putting a crates somewhere and stuff like that. It's not visual; yeah. it's code, yeah. so it's going, always going to be more a, a little bit more challenging for a lot of people. But two, right now, the way that they dis- distribute these codes, the way you can kind of discover these things is it's is, hard. I it's think, hard. yeah, I think part of the reason why it's so difficult is because the workshop came in so long after the game's initial release. That they just kind of had to wedge it in somewhere with the existing system and like yeah, the, the existing and, yeah. and stuff. So hopefully it'll have a really nice home on Overwatch too. Yeah, like maybe a system like a like tags and you can browse and yeah, you know, exactly. Like yeah. activate workshops. You don't have to go like five sub menus deep to be able to play on <laughs> yeah. a map. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And right now, most people are kind of relying on external sources like websites. Yeah. Once again, because I've not done it in so long, I've forgotten how to access the workshop. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten <laughs> yeah. how to input codes. Yeah, I, I have would a go video. Handy, handy video, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a video. That video has gotten over 50,000 views, but so many people. No one knows how to do it. Yeah, but so many people that complain in the comments, like, why are you talking for 10 minutes about. Because I want to ex- back then in the day, nobody knew what the workshop was. I was freaking explaining what it was. I know. Just give me like, this video is what over two years old. I just gave you the way to do it. Stop complaining. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, no, that's that's the thing. Like, um, I, right now, it's it's not really the most accessible feature. And- yeah, because it was yeah. shoehorned in. So hopefully, it'll have its a, a new nice little access. Yeah, exactly. It, it most likely, well, it would be weird if it hadn't because yeah, now. It's... I mean, I saw them. Was it recently that they were like retweeting some workshop modes again on the official yeah, Twitter? Yeah, that was cool. They were yeah. so there's like a whole like big community of editors out there that are just out there, you know, making new maps. Like yesterday, I saw a video that NYXL uh, they had their players playing like an Overwatch version of Among Us, which just was bananas. It was so it looked so fun. Mm-hmm. But there's just like there's a big creator pool out there. Yes, there, um, there is. They keep themselves entertained making game modes for us. Like they deserve a more than just a pat in the back, you know. Like uh, yeah, yeah, they might even that. yeah. Like there's creator codes that you've been talking about. Give people a chance to kind of tie in their identity. Give them something back for the fact that they do this because 
These people it are, would, well, it would it be really easy. cool if you could browse by creator, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like if you input a code and it's like, oh, more from this uploader, and then you can see, and like you can favorite creators and follow them for when they upload new stuff and whatnot. Yeah, that exactly. would be very, very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they can do with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. I think they are definitely thinking about it. They know what the value is of that tool. All right, yeah. I just noticed that we're already going over an hour, but there's one more thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Okey-dokes. It's not going to take that long. It's the um, it's actually Overwatch League related. Okay. It's the uh, Roadhog uh, Mida skin. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. That was quite a surprise to see that happen. I, I was, I, I knew we all know that we still had the championship skin and the MVP skin. But I did not expect it to be. Um, I actually, never no, I'd, about it. I'd forgotten about it to be quite honest. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, I haven't checked this myself, but apparently, he has both the cups on his back. Was it you that told me, LP, or someone told mm-hmm. me that he had both the the Overwatch League cups on his back? Apparently. Oh, but, that's so cool! Yeah, that's really cool. I love this one better than I did the. I love the Doomfist one. It's cool, but I think this one is even. This better. is all. This one's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you tie in like a flaming hog, like that's just badass, like for sure. I, actually, yeah, I, yeah, that's that makes everything gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't oh. need a golden weapon on this character. He's he's gold as gold as it gets. For the people that kind of missed it, but so the the champion skip for the San Francisco Shock uh, will be available before the season starts, which is April sixteenth. I'd um, love to ask Josh Petersdorf what he thinks about. That's that. a good idea. Yeah, we should Gosh, like at him or something. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should, we should him. get him on a uh, yeah on the podcast someday. Who knows? That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, would be so cool. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, no, I'm and we don't know when it's coming. It's like going to be before they said. That's kind of funny. Of course, they say like before the season starts, and then the <laughs> first questions I got on the post was, "When is it coming?" Yeah, I don't know, man. It says April. We already got dates. April seventeenth. Uh, well, that's. Around that, I, I know that's our first game for Mayhem. I don't know what everybody else's first 16th, game is, but sixteenth, yeah, it's okay. April sixteenth, okay. and and it's going to be before that. So before the season starts, that skin is going to be released. But <clears throat> we'll just have to wait and see. That's the thing with Blizzard. If they see a little opening to kind of put it in there, they'll, they'll just go yeah, and it's live now because it clearly is done. It's ready. You just have to push the button, but it all has to do with uh, uploads or uh, patch cycles and other content. Because if they're doing a challenge, it's kind of awkward to put that skin and it needs to get its proper spotlight moment. So, yeah. Um, it'll be out there. But it's, it's like cool two weeks looking. of fame. Or two to three weeks of fame, however Exactly, long exactly. This is, uh, to be honest, like the first one we got was the Spitfire skin, the, the Winston skin. Sorry, Hannah, but that skin, eh. But last year's Doomfist and this year's <laughs> Roadhog? Damn. I know. And, and it wasn't then the most creative, but it was it was it was cute. It was cute, yeah. Yeah. But then we still have to get the MVP skin. That should be coming well before the summer too. I think it last last year it released around July. I think the MVP skin. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of curious to see what they're going to do with that. Do we yeah, especially... do we even know what the hero is going to be yet? No, no. They, I don't think he, he commented on himself or that. And even yeah, Overwatch League wouldn't. Like last year, we knew it was going to be Zarya because we did. Yeah, because uh, uh, 
he uh, he kind of leaked it himself during his stream. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's Fleta, so like you know you you got to think it's going to be a DPS hero for sure. Yeah, most likely. Um, and what is he, his main? What does he play most? Like he what was he very play? he was very well known for playing the Pharah. So really, yeah, he played a lot of good Pharah. Genji was a a big. What, you know, what, he played a lot of projectile heroes, so I'm actually curious to see if we're going to get something, you know, like what Fleta is meta was like the chant. It uh, was. I remember. <laughs> Farah skin would be awesome. Because be these, these MVP skins have been crazy. Like, um, I know. The, the, the Zarya skin. Farah could use the, some love. This is the other skin. Oh, come on. Yeah. The, the Jonax skin for sure. Yeah, the Junex skin was awesome, but it's not just skin Still too. The is. alien skin, this Still alien is. skin is just beautiful, and I love the way that it's. It, it gives them an opportunity to go the same actually with this one, but still, to go outside of the lore and just add something crazy, just like do something cool because it's for, yeah, yeah, it's for something else. It's, um, That's what I like about the anniversary event. Like, always, the anniversary event is always about just what are the craziest concepts that we have here in our drawers, and how are we going to. Uh, to make that happen how are we going to build that into a skin and <laughs> just make it happen a cyborg soldier oh oh yeah maybe that's the last thing we need to talk about i just remembered that overwatch 2 do we rename it to beard watch <laughs> sure yeah let's go for it soldier beard skin soldier beard McCree you did say beard. That we shouldn't call it a sequel so let's just call it a new name beard watch beard watch exactly beard watch, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'm quite interested to learn why Soldier... Five o'clock Shadow so, Watch. <laughs> yeah, that was more than Five o'clock Shadow, man. And we agree, yeah, same right. thing. I think there might be a whole plot line, a whole storyline where Gillette or something is going bankrupt and nobody can shave anymore. <laughs> um, so that might be the reason why they all grow beards suddenly. But come to think of it, doesn't that Midas skin for Roadhog also have a beard? Let me quickly have a look. Yep, he also it's has a, a beard. Flaming beard. Dun, dun, dun. No, it's not. It's a white. It's a really white beard. His head is flaming. Everything is flaming. But what is Midas is... like? The Greek god of? He was a king. Uh, oh, he's a king. A mythological Jeez. king. Yeah, it's not really a. He's not really a god. Oh, uh, I just noticed the the two cups on his back. It, it's different. That's why I didn't notice it. It looks like a spear. Okay, cool. We have like a there's a store here in the United States for auto parts called Midas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have so them too. Of, yeah, yeah, okay. The, so yellow, I, the yellow signs, yeah. Yep, I think of like yeah, just like speed and like power, automobiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, um, Roadhog. Um, exactly. That's that's totally a fit for him. That's totally his thing. All right, but I think that's about it. That's enough for today. These people need to get back to work. They do. Yeah, we're keeping them distracted, but they have Sorry. school or work. <laughs> so do we, actually. So, um, But yeah, I think we have uh, the next episode is going to be in two weeks. But I think, to be honest, we have a lot to look forward to. I think uh, that draw that we have been kind of fighting in the last two years might slowly come to an end. And I do think maybe the next year will still be these moments where we think, oh, like especially during the summer and stuff like that when a lot of people are on holiday and in general it's just getting a little quiet and it will we'll feel it a little more on overwatch but once overwatch 2 comes out i think we'll have a lot to talk about so much to talk about yeah and and 
I'm still hoping for first quarter. Full of stuff. Our first few episodes are going to be once the game. Exactly. That's going to be the title of those episodes. Full of stuff. Full of stuff. Exactly. Part one. (laughs) Part one, and then we'll just keep going from there. So we have episode 148, then full of stuff, part one. Something to look forward to, guys. That's it. D just, if you work it out, guys, he just revealed the release date for Overwatch 2. He yeah, told everybody. Now you have to, now you have Jeff to go is going to be so mad at you. <laughs> well, he made me pay for dinner last time, so I'll ah. teach him, Mr. Big Director. Hey, you never Mr. Make Big Director made dinner. you pay for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Made Mr. Exactly. Two Jobs pay for dinner. Honestly. Exactly, exactly. I have to scramble here to make a living, and he's just sitting there <laughs> in his small little villa in Los Angeles, not shaving. Come on, man. Come on. What a life. Exactly. Anyways, guys, can you tell these lovely people, let's start up with uh, with LP. Where, oh, no, let's, let's be a gentleman. Come on, what am I doing? Hannah, where can these people find you? At Hannah McManor on Twitter and Instagram. Yay! Yay! If you want to hear more updates on Pokemon, just poke her. Ah, I see what I did there. Pokemon poker. Ah. So <laughs> I know, I know. LP! All right, guys. Well, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Lonspons. Uh, L-O-N-Z-P-O-N-Z. Exactly. And like when we get closer to that uh, April 16th date, LP will have a lot more to tell you guys about what he's planning to do with the mayhem and I'm so excited about our, our team this year. I'm so oh. excited. Like, yeah. So that is something to look forward to. And who knows? Maybe in, in half a year, in eight months or something like that, you'll be able to do physical events again. And then um, maybe one day I'll get to make it over there. Who knows? Oh, man, I miss traveling so much. But anyways, oh, if you want to know what I'm up to on a daily basis, go check Atomic TV on Instagram, Twitter. I'm actually on TikTok too now. Um, you're on TikTok. Yeah, Damn, Zoomer. Skippy. Zoomer Atomic. I know. Yeah, I need to uh, just to put more content on all those platforms. And there's one thing I'm really good at is just acting like a fool. So there's no better yeah, place to do that than TikTok. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, the Atomic TV is not at all about Overwatch. It's about my stupid stuff. And But there's also the Omnic Post if you want to be updated on all news, the Omnic Post. And of course, my Twitch channel. I stream about. Four days after we kiss Overwatch, and one day just random stuff like Valheim, right? LP, yes, ah. <laughs> all right, guys. Make sure uh, to well, if you're not resubscribed, that will be weird. You listening to this, but hey, you never but, but, know. Hey, hi, I hope you hope you enjoyed. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed and and, yeah. and click that subscribe button. And um, uh, other than that, if you have a nice review, if you have something to talk, tell us about the, what you think of this podcast. Feel free to do that. Give it a nice little review. Um, check the Omnic Weekly on Instagram and Twitter, where we don't post that much. Usually updates on when an episode is coming, but hey, at yeah. least you're informed that way. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks when we'll be back with a new episode. It's going to be 109. I just want to warn you, it's going to be episode 109. Dun, we'll see dun, you then. Yeah, we need a futuristic Viking hero now that, you know. <laughs> I'll volunteer to do the voice acting. Yeah, he's going to sound like this the whole time, and he's going to talk really slowly because he has a Belgian <laughs> accent, and otherwise nobody understands what he's saying. His, All right, we'll waffles, see you in two old, weeks. His old waffles. His old waffles. waffles. Throwing waffles. 
Yes. Yeah, that's my way to do it. I'm just going to make you all so tired and so um, low energy by throwing waffles at you. You'll keep eating them and then you'll just sit there. <laughs> and with any luck, you're not on the objective. So that will work. <laughs> all right. I'm going to try and round this up another time. Guys, we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm not a baby. There you are.